0: Today in history, in 1626, Native Americans sell Manhattan Island for twenty-four dollars in cloth and buttons.
1: Well, they got fucked on that deal. Uh, however, welcome to
0: well, well, oh, what's the inflation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not enough.
0: <laughs> it's not enough.
1: Uh. <laughs> well, welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your server, Zachary. Our specials tonight are the finest whiskey from Ireland and whatever these other two chuckle fuck cooks have uh, up for you tonight. I see you've already got started with your today in history. I'll come back later with your main course.
0: Hi, I'm Megan, and my goal in life is to be bisexual, eat hot chip, and lie. That's a list...
2: And I'm Matt. Today I learned that the film Gremlins is the reason that we have a PG-13 rating.
0: Oh, uh, really? Yeah! Do you, can, you, can you tell I me more? I can tell you
2: more, actually. There's a scene in which a girl describes that her father dressed up as Santa Claus so that he could surprise the kids on Christmas, and he got stuck in the chimney and died. And after, after people saw that scene, it inflicted nightmares, and so they were like, maybe... Maybe we step this up from PG. Maybe we get another level in there.
0: Yeah, but it, like, wasn't quite R. Yeah, no,
2: definitely wasn't. It wasn't worthy of an R rating, let's be honest. Gremlins is a pretty tame film. But, like, the scene where this girl describes how Christmas gets ruined because her dad died, that's the one. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty bad, too. Like, uh, getting stuck in a chimney. Also, if
2: I'm wrong, uh, don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: also if that was a completely made-up story i don't want to hear about it we'll not be taking questions at this time thank you very much thank you very much all right
1: i was gonna let you do the rock paper scissors thing matt because last time i stole it from you oh shit that's right yep that is my job
0: (laughs) wow wow he lets you have it and then you do not take advantage (laughs)
2: damn yeah no i'm slacking hard tonight ladies and gentlemen a game of rock paper scissors has been played and the order is as follows it is zach the big boy Johnson, me. I have previously the, the established in other forms that I have medium dick energy, and then Megan is bringing up the
1: rear, and Megan has the oh. biggest dick of us all. We all. That. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say with the biggest dick energy.
0: Yeah, I was like, you need to you need to quantify my, my dick. Eighteen energy, metric tons
1: of dick energy.
0: Thank God. That's a.
2: That's a bit. Too much dick energy, maybe?
0: <laughs> no, it's explosive and destructive, just like I want. Like I said, my whole goal in life is to eat hot, chip, and lie. <laughs> and this is and where we And be we're bisexual. Yeah. And be bisexual. And be bisexual, that's true. Okay. Forgot the first part. How could you forget the first
1: part? Anyway, I digress. So, as I stated in my intro, I am going to be serving up the finest of whiskey from Ireland, or as hosier would sing and i'm gonna sing it much more terrible than him um come guess me this riddle what beats pipe and fiddle what's hotter than mustard and milder than cream you know that whole
0: jazz i don't but like go on
1: what best wet your whistle what's clearer than crystal what's sweeter than honey and stronger than steam no. Is it What'll make whiskey? the lame walk well, Yeah, know. yeah, it's whiskey, yeah, it's whiskey.
0: Okay, we're singing about we're singing whiskey. About we're whiskey. singing about whiskey.
1: Uh, what'll make the lame walk, what'll make the dumb talk, the elixir of life and philosopher's stone, would help Mr. Brunnell to build the Thames Tunnel? What it's potent Yes, yes, it's whiskey. Crystal math. <laughs> it's murder. Yeah, we
0: just we just say like we start guessing things that clearly aren't what you're talking <laughs> about.
1: Yes. So I am here to talk to you about whiskey. The year eighteen seventy five The Place Dublin, Ireland The story Fucking Whack. <laughs> so oh, baby. This fire starts Ooh, baby. on a Friday, and it absolutely wrecks House on the Liberties, which is a part of Dublin. Um so June eighteenth, eighteen seventy five, which is a Tuesday, the Tuesday after the fire starts. This is eighteen seventy five. Fires kinda just went for a while. Yeah. So, June 18th, Tuesday, the fire spreads and ends up engulfing Malone's Malt House and a storehouse on Chamber Street. Which sucks. Because what sucks even more is that in this malt house was about mm, 5,000 barrels of whiskey. (laughs) To give a larger insight, uh, the standard hold of a whiskey barrel is around 53 gallons. So times five thousand, that is roughly two thousand two hundred and sixty-five thousand gallons of whiskey, which roughly two thousand sounds a little low. Nope, two hundred and sixty-five thousand, which roughly equates to two million two hundred eleven thousand five hundred thirty-two pounds. I went hard on the math.
2: I just want to say thank you to Zach for doing the math for us, because as stated on this podcast before, Megan and I are not mathletes.
0: I know. I got so nervous when he was gonna be like, "Hey, do you know how much this is?" And I was gonna be like, "Honestly, I just don't." I have got
2: nervous at the through. beginning when you were asking for the conversion rate for twenty four dollars <laughs> for the purchase of Manhattan. I was like, "My dumb ass is gonna go look it up."
1: <laughs> don't do that. You're just gonna you're gonna have numbers whiz in front of your face, and then you're gonna get a migraine. At least I that's know. what happens to me. It'll be bad. Uh, so. You know, this is a lot of whiskey. Again, for another point to center this, an Olympic swimming pool contains roughly 660,000 gallons of water. So roughly 40% of an Olympic swimming pool could on fire. Okay, now you
2: brought the Olympics (laughs) into this, and I don't know what the fuck I'm listening to anymore.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the taunt? Okay, let me get it back on track. Get it back on track. Yeah. This malt house and storehouse are set ablaze and what happens when fire uh, gets too hot it erodes it burns it burns
2: uh, it burns but better
0: it burns but better <laughs> it get hot it becomes hot chip it becomes hot chip
1: right but also the whiskey didn't boil because it's got a higher boiling point i'm pretty sure don't at me science people or do i actually want some knowledge however um so all the whiskey barrels burst burst okay. like bombs not like bombs more like water balloons yeah whiskey <sighs> whiskey
2: filled watering balloons
1: so all of this whiskey filled water balloon mania sends a whiskey river take my mind down the fucking center of mill street Damn there is street. now oh. a river of booze measuring 2 feet wide and 6 inches deep flowing down mill street 173 degrees Fahrenheit, by the way, is the boiling
2: point of whiskey. Hell yeah. Uh,
0: Well, now we know. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm
2: not the science side of the internet, but I'm here anyways. (laughs) We tried.
1: I know this is going to start sounding a little bit like the Boston Molasses Flood, but it's a little bit different. Because it involves whiskey. Yes, and only 13 people died. Yeah, buddy! Success. However, they didn't... Die for the reason that you think. Do you want they anyone you want to, to take death. A guess? No, they do not drown. Okay, no they drowning. burnt to death so on boiling whiskey. No burning, smoke inhalation. Uh, was it? Nope. Fumes. Nope. Not whiskey fumes. Nope.
2: Oh, they died of alcohol mm. poisoning.
1: They all died of alcohol poisoning because oh! people jumped into the street and started chugging. You're fucking right. Oh they did. God. It wouldn't be a story in Ireland if they hadn't. Oh boy, I fucking tell ya. Anyway, so there is a report that stated, it is stated that caps, porringers, and other vessels were in great requisition to scoop up the liquor as it flowed from the burning premises. And, disgusting as it may seem, some fellows were observed to take off their boots and use them as drinking cups. You're goddamn right, they did. So all these people are just like, Free whiskey, my lads, and just grabbing whatever they can and scooping it up and just chugging.
2: Dude, I'm pretty sure that must have been the inspiration for the fucking beer fest
1: boot, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just like don't know how I feel. There is a whole story about the
1: boots, but I can do that another night.
2: Uh, Megan, I would like to remind you that you brought before this August podcasting group a story about a woman who stuffed animal parts up her vagina.
0: I don't. So I don't, I don't think I don't that you have any
2: it. ground to stand on when it comes to people drinking whiskey out of boots.
1: Yeah, I was about to Listen, say, what's I'm, worse, uh, animal parts in your vagine or drinking boot beer, boot whiskey?
0: I bring the people the stories that they want.
2: The stories that they didn't know they wanted, but they're here now, so you have to live with them.
1: I'm going to make
0: both yeah. of you hate
1: me real quick. Are you ready? Yes. This yeah. gives a whole new meaning to the term bootlegger.
2: Do-doots. I was going to make that it. joke.
1: <laughs> All right. Stop it. Tell me more about these whiskey drinkers. So it, the, the whole thing like lasted for like, there was a river of whiskey for like a number of days. Eight men were carried in a comatose state to Meath Hospital, 12 to Jarvis Street Hospital, and three to Stevens Hospital, and one young man to Mercer's Hospital. So... In total, there were 20, about 24, 25 people who were hospitalized. Yeah. (laughs) And 13 actually died of alcohol poisoning. But none of them, no fire, no burns, no smoke inhalation, no drowning. It was all because they were like, let's not waste it. it's dirty street booze, but we're drinking the dirty street booze.
2: Listen here, son, you want some hair on your chest, you go out to the street and you drink whiskey like a man.
1: <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. You, you drink the street whiskey. It's like the initiation, you know? There's always got to be a fire that burns down and sends some street whiskey flowing and, you know? I remember
2: my first taste of street whiskey.
0: Yeah it's a special point in every young lad's life it's yep.
1: got some of the extra the granules in it like the dirt for you know a little bit extra minerals in there it's it's mineral whiskey
0: yeah
2: mineral <laughs> whiskey <laughs> it's whiskey like whiskey. the worst form of mineral water
1: uh, I'm, I'm sorry can I correct you the best form of, the mineral, better water? Form of mineral water if guess, I'm gonna yeah. drink mineral water I want it to get me fucked up thank you very much <laughs>
2: And that like, was when Zach's point? boss found out that he spikes every single bottle of mineral water with clear vodka. I work at a brewery. Well, there's a, I mean, that's true. Uh, there's a
0: reason it's so expensive.
2: Yeah. His mineral yeah.
0: water? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's the
1: special wink-wink mineral water. That Zach's gonna come
2: out with a brand of whiskey called mineral water, and he's just gonna bring it to work
0: well it's also gonna have quote like air quotes around water. <laughs> water, it's subjective. Mineral water. Zach's Your boss asks him about why water. he's drunk
2: on the job. And Zach's just like, Hey Water He's got minerals in it.
0: <laughs> I'm just like You gotta keep hydrated, am I right? <laughs> yeah, just like swaying back and forth. Gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. And then you do finger guns oh, fuck, I, I do acres. finger guns
1: to everyone, always. I'm doing yeah. them right now. <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna call it mineral drink <laughs> <laughs> so it's some kind of mineral substance it's got minerals it's like uh what is it uh idiocracy it's got with a oh yeah it's got what plant's crave. it's got electrolytes what you, what's the even the name of it it's like bronco or something yeah it's like the blatant Gatorade ripoff where it's yep, like, it's yep, got yep, the yep, nutrients.
2: Yep. It's crave. got the, it's got electrolytes. It's got what plants crave.
0: So did these people in Ireland who suffered from severe alcohol poisoning from the street whiskey, did they end up dying? Yeah. So 13 people died
1: out of everyone who did okay. sure I know there said
0: multiple that.
2: times that 13 people died. I don't know why you have no, to keep I mean, on it.
0: No, I want to know, like, <laughs> the pe- know even the is. people who like got taken to the the hospital like did they die after the fact or were they i mean saved? we all
1: die in the end yes okay we're all destined for the grave after that little bit of m- macabre you know niss um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah so i know at least like in one of the reports in uh in one of the newspapers they stated that 25 people went to the hospital but like and that was they are like 25 people we know of went to the hospital Emphasis on the we know of, and we're pretty sure that there are more. However, 13 people were declared dead from that out of the 25 people that were sent. So, I mean, they saved 12 of them. That's like, you know, a little under half. It's an yeah, it's all right. (laughs) It's it's all right, it's a good number. It's it's okay, boys. for 1875 healthcare, I don't know how well they could pump a stomach, so sure, I'll take it. I mean, it.
2: realistically, I'm pretty sure the cure yeah. for everything back then was cocaine, so it's like, you drank too much alcohol, you <laughs> should do cocaine about it, and then the guy <laughs> dies anyways, so.
1: See, no, I feel like what yeah, they probably I... did was give him, uh, what's it, like, not Ipecac syrup, the one, is it Ipecac syrup? The one it that is makes Ipecac vomit. syrup, yeah. Yeah, they were just like, here, chug this bottle of vomit juice. Yeah,
0: here you go. Also, germ theory is still relatively new. Better out than in, I always say. (laughs) So they
1: said, "Here, chuck this bottle of germ of vomit juice and pass it to your bud to the left."
0: Okay, but here's the thing:
2: they were out in the street drinking street vomit juice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's different. Like, did anyone? Yeah, that was different vomit juice. Did anyone take a
2: bath in it?
1: Uh, I there are no confirmed reports of someone taking a bath in it, but you sure as shit. No, I would have,
2: guy. That's what I'm <laughs> no thinking. Confirmed. Like, okay, just to like shatter the illusion. Uh, I know that all of you come to this podcast listening, and you think that we're all fully clothed, but tonight <laughs> Zach is wreathed only in a blanket. It's a and f- f-
1: blanket with faux fur on the inside, and I, and I, feel I know as fuck. this. Fuck.
2: Because we share video calls on Discord before we start recording. And he said that he would have to turn his video off if he left the, f- the room at all because we'd see butt cheeks. So anyways, my immediate thought when he said Whiskey River was just him, in that time, stripping down to the buck and <laughs> diving into a river of whiskey.
1: Stripping down? Are you kidding me? All I would need to do is step out my front door throw my regal blanket off of my shoulders and, and like, swan dive into naked. six inches. No, I'm just always naked.
0: Swan dive into six whole inches. Six
1: whole inches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never mind. Nope, nope,
1: not going there. Uh, no, not going not gonna to pick the low-hanging
0: no, gonna pick fruit. Not going to pick the low-hanging
1: fruit. Uh, yeah, d- swan dive into six inches of, of whiskey. And then I'd probably do like a couple whiskey angels. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. No. And then I'd have someone grab buckets and pour it down over the top of me so I could do a singing in the rain number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get an umbrella and just tap dance bare-ass naked.
2: Oh, my God. No, that's Make fair. my
1: ass cheeks clap instead of actually being able Okay, to this is a lot. <laughs> well,
2: this, <laughs> I mean, I realize that I, I, I set us far. down this path, but... Uh, I took it
1: too far.
2: <laughs> but you, you did take a step... You did take a step out of bounds. <laughs> <team. laughs>
1: Alright, I'm gonna be done now because I took it too far. I can't I can't be trusted with any more information.
0: <laughs> that story was
1: pretty
2: fucking wild though.
0: I feel like this is one of those stories like do you guys, um, you know, grow growing up around, you know, Boston, uh, we've We've so, told the story too on this yeah. on this podcast about the Great Midlases yeah. Flood. So, right, I don't
2: know if you're not paying attention, Megan, because Zach has made reference to this already.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm like, I wonder though, um... like if they notice the smell. Oh, if, if they like, would even I'll, notice. I'll be honest
2: with you. Um, realistically, that part of Ireland probably smells like whiskey just in its own right.
1: Yeah.
0: They're just like, you know, it's probably not a residual smell. They probably
1: just have like a. It's a whole bunch of rooms full of mash, like waiting to turn into delicious golden whiskey. So it probably smells like booze all the time. You probably could get (laughs) drunk off the air. Oh man, it sounds like
0: heaven. Smells like heaven. Smells like my favorite thing. Heaven. He gave me I mean, I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing heaven smells. So we're good. gonna go
2: from a story about whiskey to a story about a man who met God face to face and laughed at him. Oh, okay, less about whiskey. No, it's
1: it's not about whiskey. You say that, and all I can think of is: Have you ever watched Unraveled with Brian David Gilbert? I have not. No. Oh. He the, yeah. the whole meme part is he like talks about the Sonic Bible and like yeah. how they were supposed to make a Sonic game and there's this one clip where he's like either Sonic is a god or could kill God and I do not and care which it is. I do not care is. if
2: there's a difference.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's so funny. Ah.
2: So, but my story I would like to think is first of all apparently the main course given Zach's whole spiel earlier. Yeah, or I guess all of us are the main course, and we're Megan all is the main course. Megan is dessert, like, yeah, the d- dessert.
1: It doesn't matter. We're all yeah. fucking snacks.
2: I feel like ha- that's oddly sexual. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm in a fucking mood tonight. You right, are in a mood plow.
2: tonight. We're gonna. I'm gonna bring the mood down. We'll do that. How's that sound?
1: Don't bring me down. So I
2: so my story is pretty wild from start to finish, which is actually a play on words because it involves a Finnish soldier. <laughs> okay. Uh, <ha-cha-cha. laughs> a gentleman by the name of Amo Koivunen. And uh, just for the purposes of you guys knowing what a man who looked at God in the face uh, looks like, I have posted his picture in our Discord chat, so feel free oh. to take a look at that.
1: Yeah, he looks like the eyes of a man who's seen God. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. They're roughly twice the size of his face. <laughs>
1: so they're, they're bulging. Yeah. This
2: story also fits into my other niche of World War II stories.
0: Oh, good. Oh. We're going back to the the Dusty Trail, back you to know. The glorious, glorious war. <laughs> yes.
2: The second of the wars. But so as I said, Amo was a Finnish soldier and he was fighting against the Soviet Union after Stalin had ordered the invasion of Finland because they refused to cede land back to Russia.
0: They're like, we're not giving it back. It's mine.
2: You. It's mine. <laughs> this resulted... We will not
0: be accepting questions at this <laughs> We time. will.
2: Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. We will not be accepting questions. This resulted in something called the Winter War, which, despite being outnumbered, the Finns were actually putting up, like, a massively good fight. Ah, Finland actually ended up siding with Germany against Russia because they were like, hey, Germany's going to invade Russia and we might get a chance to get even more of our land back. So, like, let's fucking do it. But all of this (laughs) is... Saddle up, boys. Saddle up, boys. We doing it. But all of that's (laughs) a story for a history history book and not a podcast where we talk shit about history. So I'm going to get into the story about Emo Koivunen. And uh, Finnish people, if I'm saying his name wrong, at me, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, But seriously,
0: please, this is how we No, work. but
2: seriously, let me know how it's supposed to be pronounced. He was on a ski patrol with his unit when they got surrounded by members of the Red Army, the Soviet Army, the Oraskis, however yeah. you want to call them. But luckily... Amo and a few of his comrades uh, managed to evade being fully surrounded and were able to escape. They had been skiing a lot by the time that they were attacked, and they ended up skiing for several more hours just to escape capture. As, As they got further into the woods, Amo realized that he was exhausted, but he needed to keep his energy up. And at the time, the Germans were using something called Pervitin, Which is essentially a stimulant, and the purpose is to keep your energy up when you're doing exhausting tasks, or staying on guard duty, or, you know, whatever. Is
1: this gonna be the fucking Olympic marathon all over again? This is gonna be nothing
2: like the Olympic marathon, but I will tell you that our friend Amo had a
1: pocket full of sunshine. (laughs) I'm just imagining him just constantly juicing himself.
2: Uh so bucket, sunshine, It's not that he goods. was constantly juicing himself. I want to I want to start by saying that the recommended dose of pervitin from the Germans was uh, one pill a day. Only one. But Amo had been trying to evade the Russians for a bit and he uh, he and the other members that escaped ended up coming to a stop and they made a little camp and amo had cold as fuck fingers and he was trying to get one of these pervitins out so that he could you know wake himself up a little bit but out of frustration because he couldn't get just one pill out he said the finished version of fuck it and he downed the entire bottle
1: i love it I knew this had a. It's like Lay's goddamn potato chips. You can't it's have
2: just one. So... And the entire bottle contains thirty pills.
0: Fuck! Oh my god! How do you say God and finish God? Obviously,
2: in most cases of an amphetamine overdose, you just die. What ended up happening in Amos' case is that he had a sudden burst of energy like about 10 minutes worth, yep. he just felt amazing. And then he followed
1: Ace. that
2: with a state of complete delirium.
1: And then he fell asleep. <laughs> okay. Good night. I mean, <laughs> it's, like, it's like John Mulaney where he's like, I blacked out. And I thought to myself, I could never climb a fence that high. And I woke up in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly like that. (laughs) He's like, I've never had this much energy before, and then I passed out.
2: (laughs) So, he wakes up, all of his friends are gone, and he doesn't know whether they left him, or whether in his sleep he just kept skiing. (laughs) He wakes up, he has nothing but, like, a canteen full of water. He's got his rifle, but he has no ammo. He has his skis, and he has the clothes on his back, but that's it. And it's important to note that he is still high off his fucking ass on amphetamines.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a major come down right there. Like,
2: he wakes up and he's, you know, full up on, on Pervitin he's like, at this I've, point.
1: I
0: was going to say, he's I've there. never been alive faster. But he, he also
2: wakes up with a drug-induced fear that the Red Army is still closing in.
0: They might be I, was gonna I don't, say, who, who can say It's like an infomercial
1: where it's like Did you accidentally ski through an entire nap You might have taken too much meth <laughs> You
2: might have taken too much meth for sure So he Are the
0: ski's still after <laughs> you <laughs> You
2: might have taken too much meth It's uh It's bad Jeff Foxworthy It's the finished version of Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> He gets back on his skis And he starts skiing And in the distance, he sees people standing around a campfire. And his immediate thought is like, oh my god, these must be Germans. But then his other thought is, oh my gosh, this might be a hallucination.
0: Oh, one or the other.
2: Yeah, it's either one or the other. It's Germans or hallucination. What he didn't factor in was the third option, which is that it was the Russians. (laughs) Oh. However... As he's, like, skiing towards this encampment of people, he goes, wait a minute, those people are definitely still there and also not Germans. These are Russians. Well, fuck it. Again, I'm too far into this swan dive to pull out now. So instead of stopping himself, he full bore skis straight through a Russian encampment and just, like... He says that the Russians were just, like, mouths wide open, unsure what to do, because it was just a lone Finnish soldier just skiing straight through their camp. Um, so he, like, barrels through this camp.
1: He just fucking Leroy jenkins did. it. He was like, I got nothing else, and I'm high on meth. (laughs)
2: He fucking Leroy jenkins the hell out of it. He ends up, after a little bit of time... He stops to get some rest, and of course, because he's high on math there's really no rest for him that isn't caused... There
0: ain't no rest for the wicked, as Well, I as mean, they say. he does
2: end up having moments of unconsciousness, but it's drug-infused. It's not like he just gets to fall asleep. It's like the drugs are going, No, sir, we'll tell you when it's time for a nap.
0: Yeah. Like, listen, we'll send you a memo he ends up stopping for a
2: rest after barreling through this russian camp and probably like a couple of days travel because you know math <laughs> cuz you know he knows for certain he looks out past his camp and he knows for certain that there are eyes staring back at him from uh the woods and Does he know Yeah, he for knows certain. for certain he's fully aware that there's eyes. He attacks this creature, and when he wakes up in the morning it ended up being a tree branch.
0: Okay <laughs> that he knew for certain. Yeah. It's a
2: tree branch that he ended up fighting so ferociously that he managed to break the compass that was on his wrist as well as his entire hand.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: New for certain. Yeah, new for certain. He was 100% aware that
0: it was... 110, honestly. But the trees have eyes. After that, he
2: skis again for another, like, day and a half to two days and finds himself a cottage, an abandoned cottage. And inside this cottage, he finds some firewood and, you know, some matches. And instead of making a safe campfire area, he just lights a fire... In the middle of the floor. (laughs) Yes. Which was also made of wood. Yup. And then he laid down to get some sleep.
0: Yeah, that's what you do. And
2: the fire kept spreading, obviously. And every time that the fire would get too close to him, he would come back to consciousness. He would scoot himself a little bit further away from the fire, and then he would go back to sleep.
1: Uh, okay, yep. I want to laugh at that, but I am sure that this man was so tired after his drug-induced fuckery that he was like, I don't care if I die. You
2: need to understand. To yeah. Still under the effects of this drug.
0: <laughs> yeah, he what he's not actually sleeping. He's merely waiting in a state he's of He's literally just like,
2: <laughs> yeah, his his body is allowing him moments
1: He's like he's like I just need like one of those quick dad naps drugs. Can you please yeah, just give yeah, me like yeah. five minutes? He
2: eventually scoots himself all the way out of this building, which eventually collapses because it was on fire. fire. And he decides, okay, I've gotten enough rest here. I'm going to set out again. And uh, at that point, he comes across another abandoned place. However, this one. Based on all the writing and all the, you know, armaments that are here, uh barbed wire and things of that nature, he can tell that it's an abandoned German camp. Well, I say that he can tell that it's an abandoned German camp, but he can't.
0: Yeah, I don't he f- I don't really bu- I don't really trust in his unreliable narrative. <laughs> yeah, no, for
2: sure. He found out it was abandoned when he tried to approach it and stepped on a landmine? What the fuck? So, okay, uh, and then he died. Like, what? It's really fun. I learned this through <laughs> through researching this this story. That Germans in World War Two, when they abandoned places, had this habit of like landmining things. They would just put mines around everywhere. That makes sense. Anyone who was like invading their abandoned places would inevitably blow up at least a couple soldiers. So he looks down after stepping on this landmine, and he's got no left foot anymore. Okay. However, because he is still high, he didn't notice it much. He's, he's just still, like he's like oh damn, left foot's gone. Now I can I'll never be, be Daniel Day-Lewis.
0: Yeah, I'll never be in that movie my, my left, left foot. foot.
1: Hey, oh fuck you both. Um but yeah, he literally is like he—he he does not give a fuck. He's missing a foot, and he's like, "I am speed." Yeah, I am speed. No, I am. He speed. doesn't. Um, I'm too
0: fast for this. He doesn't <laughs> keep walking. Trash.
2: He doesn't keep walking. Obviously, the landmine sent him back a few, but he crawls. He—he he crawls from where he landed to uh, the door of the uh, German outpost, the abandoned German outpost. He props himself up on one. In one hand, he has, like, his ski poles, and he's standing up with that. Can't drop those. On the other hand, he grabs the doorway to this outpost that he found, this abandoned outpost, and he pulls it open, and I need you guys to picture, like, Wiley e. Coyote in any fucking old cartoon. <laughs> yep. He pulls this door open, and immediately another explosion hits him. and sends him flying backwards into a ditch with part of the door handle in one hand (laughs) and his other ski or his ski pole (coughs) in the other hand
0: was he ever reunited with his foot
1: i'd imagine that after stepping on a landmine no i am also imagining that when he gets blown back he gets blown back into this ditch and there's just like he slumps off to the side, and there's totally like the blackened blast radius with a hum, like with this man who has seen God, just like cut out of the middle of it. Exactly, dude.
0: I'm like imagining he gets blown back, like he gets the he suffers from the blast that took his foot. Then he he immediately ricochets into like this door blast, then bounces back and is immediately blasted by like a ditch blast. Yeah. Like just ping pong.
2: Not quite like that, unfortunately, but it is a great image. Like it just survives. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's more like blows his foot off and he goes, Oh, this is not so bad stands up and like Well, didn't stand up. He crawls his way to a door, and then stands up, and then gets blown into a ditch.
1: But it's okay, because drugs make it so you feel no pain. Yeah,
2: don't do drugs, kids.
1: Don't do drugs, kids. However,
2: when he gets into this ditch, when he gets blasted into this ditch, he mercifully has moments of unconsciousness, and... In his own reporting, in his own reporting about this story, when he fell asleep, all he could dream about was food. (laughs) Same though. Yeah, like when just like maidens bringing him plates and plates of food, such to the point that him coming out of unconsciousness, he described it as torture, because in his dreams he was like just shoveling in food, and then he would come out of he would come out of his dream, and he'd be you know.
0: Hungry. Hungry. He
1: was fucking going in and out of Valhalla. You kidding me?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's... That's what I'm saying. Honestly, like, I would have been like, just leave me asleep, dude. Don't wait. <laughs> so in now. this
2: uh, in this ditch, he eventually gets found by a bunch of Finnish soldiers who say that they're going to go get help. And they don't return very quickly. So he he thought he hallucinated them.
0: Oh, okay. He wasn't sure. Right. Amazing. But
2: using his remaining depot... He killed a Siberian Jay, which is a type of bird, and he ate it raw oh. after plucking a few of its feathers. And uh, a, a a couple days after that happened, the Finnish soldiers returned.
0: Do you think Siberian Jays are massive? Because I'm picturing him just taking down like pterodactyls at this point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in in his description
2: of uh, in his description of the event. He said that he was moving so slowly to not... uh, Oh, that looks smaller than a pigeon.
0: Yeah, it's not very big. It's like a sparrow. Yeah, it's definitely definitely not big.
2: He said that he was moving so slowly to not scare off the bird that he wasn't sure he'd be able to get it. But he whacked the thing to death and then he ate it raw. And the Finnish soldiers returned and they carried him to a hospital. Okay. When he was admitted to the hospital, this is the fucking greatest bit of this story. His heartbeat his heart rate okay. was mm-hmm. measured at yep. two hundred beats per minute.
1: Fuck a duck. And he wait, what is it normally? And he
2: weighed only ninety-four pounds. Uh, okay, the ninety four pounds is I understand. A what? Normal heart heart Around rate. like
1: for an average man like for maybe an adult, 60 to hour? 100 beats per minute. Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh. I know mine rests around, like, 70 when I'm out of shape. Like, 70, so, 75. he, uh, I, I
2: read this several, t- several times on the internet, and it's too good not to say. He was a hummingbird.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. That's, like, horrifying. Um,
1: I'm going to put in the description for this episode that this uh, episode is brought to you by the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids.
0: <laughs> or like honestly, maybe do and then survive World War Two. <laughs> I don't
2: in the entirety okay. of his journey, he traveled two hundred and fifty miles from where he started. Oh my gosh.
0: Just in in a blackout stupor.
2: And you know what the best part about this story is? Oh uh, what? what? He recovered and lived to the age of seventy one. Wow, wow. Good for him.
0: Do you think the last few decades of his life were impacted like he didn't make it like the next 20 years to maybe 90 because
2: Because he overdosed meth. on meth?
0: Yeah, do you think do you think maybe it was from that one time? Do you think he ever touched it again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> so to give you to give you a bunch of to give you some some fun thing, 250 miles from Boston you're in Montreal.
2: No, you're not. Yes. Oh, I just love the idea no. that Megan's first thought is like, hey, this dude that did all the meth he could, do you think <laughs> he ever did meth again?
0: Do you think he ever tried it again? Ugh. Like, some people are like, man, that trip must have been pretty crazy. And he's like, yeah, haha, but he doesn't really remember yeah. it. And then, like, one night he's like,
2: one more time. I so- do. I do want to point out that he did, like, wrap his foot so that he didn't die of blood loss or anything. I know people listening would probably be like, how do you live if he didn't fucking wrap his foot? He wrapped his foot, okay guys? He was... (laughs) And because he was so, like, because he was so nervous about everything, even when those Finnish soldiers approached him, he had dug up a landmine that was nearby in the ditch that he was in, and he was, like, holding it out as if it was... A charge of C... What the fuck is it?
1: Like a mortar?
0: C4?
2: C4? No. What's the one that uh, has, like, a line of sight trigger? Claymore. Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, like, it's like a Claymore. He he, he
2: was holding it out like it would do that. Oh, no. You know, he was, was like, prepared. But, yeah. He was
1: pretty fucking zooted, huh?
2: I have to imagine, and like I said, the picture that I've shared with my friends in this Discord chat he just looks wide-eyed. <laughs>
1: he looks zooted in the picture for he sure. He looks yeah, like a man dude, that he saw is, God. He, yeah,
0: yep. he is gone. But that's oh, my like, whole story. I love it. No, it's good. Like, there were so many ups and downs. I I had read about him, you know, just like when you're on the internet, people are like, oh, these top ten uh, people in history who are crazy. <laughs> but I hadn't gone that in depth in the story. Ugh. About him multiple multiple times being blown dude, up, dude.
2: Everything that I read was just maybe a paragraph, and then I was fortunate enough to stumble on a translation of him actually retelling what happened to him. Oh, so fuck. a lot of the information that that he or that was mentioned in like even the Wikipedia article doesn't mention that he like blew up twice. Doesn't mention that he yeah, sailed through a camp so of times. fucking Russians. It just says, "Yeah, this dude got wicked high and traveled 250 miles." So it was really cool. Yeah, you
0: know, casually, casually. it was really
2: cool to stumble upon um, his retelling of it, translated from Finnish to uh, to English.
1: That is really cool. It's pretty neat. Damn. Yeah, that is. Really, That's fucking really good. wild. Ugh. I don't even like walking to work, never mind 250 (laughs) miles. (laughs) Although then again, if I had this, like, uh, if I accessed the speed force via drugs, maybe I'd be okay. Hell yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, maybe be a little bit, like, more chill with it. (laughs) Maybe be like,
1: yeah, this is not so bad. This isn't (laughs) terrible. 250 miles, I got it. I'll take my
0: dad naps in between. I'll take some dad naps. I mean, no, the, but his body was thing, just like, there
2: are no dad naps. The best naps. thing about his dad naps is he didn't remember taking them, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, there there were no dad naps <laughs> in between. It's a little bit of out, you know, it's normal. It's All right, Megan. Out. Well... I feel like my story is not going to be as crazy as that one, but it is, like, pretty funny, and then it gets a little bit technical, but whatever. We're here for the journey. (laughs) Take me on this journey. (laughs) We're here here for the journey. So we return once again to the Byzantine Empire. Shout out to Justin's! Yeah, shout out to all the Justins in the world, because this is your time in the 6th century AD. Anyway, uh, but this time there is a heist afoot. More specifically, it was called the Silkworm Heist, which sounds very sexy, like an Ocean's Eleven sort of thing, I guess. Uh, so now you're you're probably thinking, Megan, who would want to spend at least a feature-length movie's worth of time smuggling silkworms, and the answer to that is my main man, Justinian, you know, the emperor. Oh
2: boy. And... My god, dude, can we <laughs> stop hearing about this motherfucker?
0: <laughs> no, never. No, we, we can't stop hearing about Justinian, he did a lot, I'm pretty sure he's the only man who lived during this period of <laughs> time. <He's> the only <laughs> man who lived.
1: According
2: <laughs> to, man alive. what's his name? Percipocles or whatever?
1: Procopius. Procopius. So, I think he was the only, he was not the only man who was alive, but he's the only man who truly lived.
0: Yeah, he was the only man who truly lived at this time. So, this sensationalist version of the story goes that in the mid-6th century AD, Justinian was tired of the monopoly that China had on the silk trade. He was also tired of the ball ache that was, um, like, trying to get the consistent trade route to run through territories and kingdoms that were consistently sieged by unrest. So he was like, where can I get my good, good silk, uh, fix elsewhere? And... This is where we cue two Nestorian monks who had been preaching in India and China at the time, and they had observed how silk was raised and made, and they approached Justinian with a plan. They, for unknown promises from the emperor, would acquire the silkworms from China, giving the Byzantine Empire a shot at having a domestic silk trade. And Justinian, at this point, saw dollar bills and said, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So the monks then proceeded to travel to China, hide the fragile silkworm uh, eggs and their bamboo canes. They're like walking canes. And then keeping them at like an ideal temperature so they wouldn't die or, or hatch. They made it back to Justinian where he could then break the Chinese monopoly on silk by establishing the domestic industry for the next 650 years. Okay,
1: here's the thing. Yeah, that's baller for sure. But I'm more like, how the fuck do they temperature control that shit in a bamboo cane? They put them
2: upside inside the anus.
1: Well, they didn't. They couldn't be too hot. The human body is ninety-eight point five.
0: Yeah, there's also there's too many of them. Too Too many. Yeah, it's too many. You need a lot of silkworms to make a a lot. (laughs) <laughs> okay maybe not th- I, there were two of them so I don't yeah, know yeah that, that's so still the square between
1: two prison the pockets, square footage. that's still not enough
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know what the square footage of, of <laughs> the average butt is but what's the average butt square
1: footage we're not doing that <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking that up on a Google home in someone's butt
0: <laughs> but this story is cool if it happened like that oh
2: oh, oh come come on, on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. so I did this some is, further this digging. This is the point
2: in time where I need fucking Megan to stop being the Procopius of this podcast, where no, she just Listen. brings her maybe facts into this.
0: Maybe fa- Procopius does come back into this. Oh right? my I think god! This is his fault. I would love to
2: go <laughs> one story and only hear Procopius's side of it because it would be. <laughs>
0: Much more easy <laughs> thing. Uh, so I did some further digging on this caper. Okay,
1: <laughs> this caper—it's now a caper.
0: Fuck <laughs> this this caper. And number one, the Byzantine Empire already had a silk industry. It just like wasn't the best. <laughs> like it was—it was like C-tier silk, I guess. Mediocre. Yeah, it's like mediocre silk. Like you know how a lot of restaurants are like this is the world's best cup of coffee. It but like it's everything
2: I need I need okay, so I'm so annoyed.
0: (laughs) What? I haven't even gotten to Procopius' part.
2: I love Procopius. I would live and die for Procopius. I wouldn't. No, no, you no wouldn't. I definitely would. Anyone who has the balls to just make up stories and say they're real, that's fine by me. I don't give a fuck. What annoys me is that Justinian was like, you know what we need? Fucking silkworms. You know who has real good silkworms? The Chinese. And someone, I bet you one of his attendants was standing right next to him holding like silkworms in their hand like look Saya, look look here so i guess the question relating this back to an ocean style heist is who would want to watch a feature-length film about a heist of silkworms <laughs> and then when you get to the end be told that he didn't need to do any of it because he, he already, already had them, the fucking dude. silkworms he already had them.
1: But here's the thing. A lot of people would watch that because they didn't need the money that they robbed from the Bellagio, but they did it anyway. And they still came up with an intricate scheme to fucking trick people. It doesn't matter yeah, what dude. you're stealing. It's about the art of the stealing. I mean,
2: I guess that's a fair point. And if you get George Clooney to do it.
0: Yeah, so just picture these two monks as George Clooney's twins Ooh. and with walking canes. So, like, because this wasn't the best silk, that's why, you know, when the two monks approached Justinian with this plan, he was like, okay. So then we have, you know, Procopius, the man, the myth, and the legendary fabricator of facts, and he confirms that these monks did go to Justinian, saying, there came from India certain monks and when they had satisfied justinian augustus that the romans no longer should buy silk from the persians they promised the emperor in an interview that they would provide the materials for making silk so that they never should the romans seek business of this kind from their enemy the persians or from any other people whatsoever so it sounds like procopius is saying that these monks were big instigators but who can really say if that's true I think
1: Procopius just wanted to put the blame on someone, but...
2: yeah, I think Procopius is the guy that writes the school newspaper, (laughs) and he's
0: trying to get
1: the two two mean girls to fight. Procopius knows that for any good story, there has to be a bad guy, duh.
0: Yeah, there definitely has to be a bad guy. Also, Procopius, to answer your question, Zach, of, like, that these things had to be temperature-controlled, he's apparently, like the world's best historian and was also very informed about silkworm integrity so i need to
2: ask a question about silkworm integrity i guess yeah you mentioned earlier in your story that mm-hmm. um the byzantine empire already had silkworms and that sent me into a titty. yeah they already had but them but no so the other thing that you said is that they had like c-grade silkworms and I need to know what the yeah. difference between their silkworms and the Chinese silkworms was. Or was there none that was quantifiable?
0: So I'm not sure like what the silk felt like, but they do come from two different species of silk Okay, moth. so that's
2: what I was asking.
0: Yeah, and I think they also eat different things as well, which would... You know, influence. Yeah, the feel of the silk silk, that is being. Yeah, yeah, the feel of the silk, and also I think like the Chinese silk production and the way that they spun the silk was different from what they were producing in like the Roman West. Right. But like, please do not quote me on this because I am not a a silk expert. She's a silk historian. You know. I am a silk historian. Much in the way that uh, Procopius that. was a normal historian. Procopius was. <laughs> yeah, but, like, them Procopius is just, like, so I really know a lot about silkworms, so if you guys were, like, interested in how they kept them alive and from hatching, you just, like, cover them what with shit you and you keep them warm. So they put them in their and butt. And they'll be fine. He's, like, promise. <laughs> promise
1: just shit down this tube full of worms. They
0: just, they yeah, just like they did do put that. it in their butt. <laughs> they did put it they in did, their butt. Yeah. Fuck that's true that's true so then like once they got the silkworms back to the to the emperor and and the empire the emperors of the byzantine um empire Why do these like silkworms they had a state...
2: smell like shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah justinian asked that question and then he was like you know what never mind i don't want to know uh i am going to set up a no- monopoly on this but uh as much as justinian didn't want to rely on outside sources. Production the Empire was never enough and didn't stem, like, the trade on the Silk Road. But, like, the thing I appreciate about this story is, like, the showmanship of the Endeavor.
2: Okay, the thing I appreciate about this story is, first of all, the return of the great Procopius. (laughs) Secondly... (laughs) mostly
0: Procopius. Well, it was, like, it was so extra. Well, this is, yeah, this is
2: kind of what I'm trying... I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. Useless?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, it just, like, didn't need to happen. And also, this wasn't a short back-and-forth thing, either. This took, at minimum, a year. Yeah, that's a
2: year to walk around with some worms up your ass.
0: Yeah, dude, like probably more realistically around two I just years need to, Cause justinian like sent them off i just need to
2: specify and, to people that are listening i do know that the silkworms were not placed inside a human being i i get it
0: i want to specify that he does actually think don't that, at so. me please at no
2: him. silkworms were harmed in the making of this shit silk
0: Maybe some were because you do have to kill the silkworms oh, in Christ. order to make this. Yeah.
2: See, Megan so. is a silk historian.
1: You didn't know that you had to kill the worms.
2: I mean, I don't yeah, you really. Gotta kill the worms. I, I. You know,
0: you gotta you gotta take their cocoons. <clears throat> I get and you gotta ethically
2: boil them. sourced silk uh, there's no undergarments. Such
0: that, so <laughs> there's no such thing. Look.
2: There's zero such That's thing. just like saying uh, my donuts are dolphin-free. We all know that a dolphin needs to die so that I can eat a donut, but we just what? don't want to... <laughs>
1: excuse
2: me? Uh,
1: I mean, fair, yeah. dolphins are also bastards, but, you know. Hey.
0: I feel like you just dropped a lot of information on me.
1: I mean, do with it what I you just will. don't.
0: I don't, I can't do anything. Also,
1: I love how this somehow became like the Rube Goldberg of heists. It's not.
0: I mean, heist movies are already
1: unnecessarily complicated, but this one is further complicated by the fact of we don't know what is fact and what
0: is fiction.
2: Yeah, because Procopius was there and that man's a motherfucking badass storyteller.
0: (laughs) I guess. Like, he's a questionable storyteller at he's best. He's a good storyteller but... and a
1: questionable historian.
2: He is the best yeah, storyteller. I... Yes, Zach is right. He's a good storyteller. He's a bad historian.
0: <laughs> it's just, like, it's so wild to me every time he pops up, because I'm like, this is wrong. He was definitely <laughs> he's definitely the probably kid. probably going to be incorrect. He's the
2: kid that writes the school paper. I'm telling yeah. you. He's like, you know what? The Byzantine Empire... A little bit boring, aside from the guy named Justin. Also, <laughs> uh, we got to stop doing this.
0: <laughs> also. But I, I feel uh, like Procopius just... is
2: just like, hey, you know what would be dope? As hey. if I wrote something that definitely didn't happen and try to pass it off. like, And so someone picks up the school paper and it's like, oh, let's see what Procopius has written today. It's like, did you hear about that guy that got a blowy in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. I went off on a weird tangent. Is there more to this story?
0: <laughs> no, that that's the story. Like they did a very unnecessary heist to get maybe better silkworms, and then it didn't work. Anyways, then, yeah, it like kind of didn't work. It's like the like, entire yeah, point they, of
2: Mad Max: Fury Road.
0: Yeah, they kind of got more to silk, but like <laughs> honestly, not really. Like, sorry, but I, I'm glad that you tried. And that's really the important a, a for is that,
2: A for effort. Yeah,
0: Justinian used state funds and unknown promises, and he tried to get what he wanted. That's fucking so once again, bars. the government wasted the money. <laughs> the government wasted a lot of money. That
1: is crazy.
2: I do, uh, so we've come to the end of our beautiful podcast here, and before we finish, I don't need to turn on the Wayback Machine and go to the beginning of the episode.
0: But I kind of want to, because there were a few, there were a few different todays in
2: Uh, history. Well, we, we could, we could save it for another time, perhaps.
1: We can save it for uh, the TikToks and the Instagrams. Hell yeah, the TikToks and the Instagrams.
2: But I did want to go back uh, to the beginning at least for my introduction and further elaborate on uh, the thing that I learned today. So apparently I uh, was misinformed. I thought Gremlins was the reason that the PG-13 rating exists, but it is not. It is simply one of the reasons uh the real reason that the PG-13 rating was created or rather the the straw that broke the camel's back was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom which has a PG rating okay. despite the fact that it literally depicts a man having his heart ripped out of his chest. Yeah. So yeah, the the story that I told about Gremlins was true, but it, it was it was not it was not actually the turning point to creating the uh the PG-13 rating and Indiana Jones was. So I apologize to our listeners oh. who rely on me for fact-based things. In this Fats moment, based. I have been a procopius and I apologize.
1: Also, I'm going right. to make you feel Sometimes. better. Yay. I can't yeah. go all the way back to 1626. The latest I go back is 1635 and your answer is $765.91. Jesus Christ.
0: That is not enough. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> what do you mean? That's amazing. This wasn't, it wasn't even, it was not even in money. For less than $800, you could get a whole island. (laughs) Dude, could you imagine, though, if, like, you went back and you brought, like, a bunch of today's buttons? Because that's essentially what they did. They were like, hey, you want some buttons? (laughs) Um, And you just owned Manhattan. You just had it. time to get in
1: the time travel car. (laughs) There's actually,
2: like... (laughs) The Oh, you mean the Ford Tacoma? Time travel bitches. travel, bitches. There are several scams that occurred at the beginning of um, cities where people would just sell landmarks that they didn't own. Which yep. is fucking hilarious enough for me to include it maybe in a, uh, in a future thing. Mm.
0: Well then, we yeah, shall look to good. the future. Yeah, let's look to the future. Alright. Since we're not going back to some of the funny today's and histories. Take everything that I live for away from me. For uh, hot chip,
2: yeah, and be bi.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go eat hot chip, hot chip, and lie. Hot
2: chip and be bisexual.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, my new—that's my new motto.
2: I came here to kick ass right. and be bisexual, and there are no more asses to kick.
0: Uh yeah, and also <laughs> if there's no hut if there's no hut chip, then I don't want to be here. <laughs> oh damn.
2: Okay. Um, shit. I feel like there's something else that we're missing. Um. um shit. Uh, mm-hmm. guys, help me jog my memory. Um, uh, uh, I think it's a question. It's a question. What the fuck are you talking about? We do questions all the all the fucking. Time. Oh wait. Yeah, I got it. What the fuck? History. <laughs>
1: from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions